Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Docs Sportscast. Today, Aurora and I are here on this chilly Friday morning. It's about uh, 50 degrees outside, and yeah, obviously I say chilly. It's not like it's, you know, 30 degrees and snowing outside, but Aurora is very cold and tolerant. She does not enjoy the cold, but she does know that with the cold means we're in the heart of football season. And she enjoys that quite a bit. Um, so she'll deal with it. She'll put on her little fuzzy coats, uh, try and match with her mom. Uh, she loves uh, matching with her mother uh, when it comes to coats and things like that because uh, they get that fashionable side of them and whatnot, which I don't really uh, partake in all that well. They're out there in, you know, some nice fuzzy little coats, and I'm wearing, like, a Star Wars jacket or something. So uh, anyway, that being said, let's uh, jump into today's episode. We're going to talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football, um, you know, everything that happened yesterday during the game. Uh, we'll talk about Sunday and Sunday preview of games as well uh, on the channel today. So, first off is Thursday Night Football. Guys, this is exactly how we expected it to go. Um, from a scoring standpoint, this is not how we expected it to go. From a personnel standpoint, a very good win for the Carolina Panthers. You know, by all accounts. So this was a, a very good win by the Carolina Panthers. Um, they are now 3-0 and on the season. And honestly, this is something we predicted early on. We said that they would go to the playoffs. Uh, this would be a playoff contending team. Uh, this defense would be very strong as the season goes on. So, you know, we were pretty correct in that assumption. And I think, you know, it was, it was fairly easy to tell. This was a young defense last year that has really been um, set to succeed this year. And and we're just excited to see the the fruits of their labor come to fruition. You know, um, it's it's good to see a team that's got good young hungry players uh, get after it out there, and that's what we have here in the Carolina Panthers. Now on offense, uh, you know we've got some good veteran talent out there. You know from receiver standpoint, from uh, running back standpoint, from quarterback standpoint. But in this game, the big thing to note is Christian McCaffrey injury. Um, so Christian McCaffrey was injured in this game. Uh, he went out with a hamstring injury. Now, for those of you who don't know, many of you listening will know that hamstring injuries are a bit naggy. Uh, you know, they can bother you the rest of the season, or they can be something that only bothers you for a week and you're and you're good to go. You know, it could be a few days, for that matter. Um, just depending on what it is, right? So the severity of this injury is always going to be up in the air. Uh, you know, I mean, even right now. You know, there's going to be articles that you'll read throughout the day of you know when he expects to be back and blah 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 blah. Okay, here's the thing: it's a hamstring injury. You can't really put a timeline on it. It's something that's very iffy up in the air. So at this point, if you're a fantasy manager that has Christian McCaffrey in leagues, you know be sure to pick up Chuba Hubbard. Uh, to me, he looked very very good rushing the ball uh, when Christian McCaffrey went out. He carried the ball 11 times for 52 yards. That's 4.7 yards per carry. That's great. Uh, you know, he, he did a really good job stepping in and doing what he needed to do. He caught the ball a few times as well, three catches for 27 yards. Uh, that's not bad on five targets. So there was, you know, there was one or two. I think he could have ran a little bit crisper routes, things like that. But he's a rookie. He will get things going, guys. So I would be excited for Tuba Hubbard. Uh, you know, if you are, again, in Fantasy League where you have Christian McCaffrey, I hope that you have Chuba Hubbard. If you don't, pick him up. Um you know, if you're in a standard, you know, ten-team league, that's definitely the guy to, to go and get to replace him because he, he looks like he's going to be pretty good. Now, 
this game, as we said, went exactly how we expected from a scoring standpoint. You know, Davis Mills looked good. I don't have any issues with Davis Mills. I think Davis Mills could be the next uh, in line to be like the franchise quarterback for the Houston Texans. I don't have any issues with that. I think that would be absolutely fine. The challenge that I have is that what are they going to surround him with? Because it was clear in this game, outside of Brandon Cooks, he had no one. Okay, he had no one to throw to. So Davis Mills went 19 for 28, which is a really, really good completion percentage there. He had 168 yards in the day, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's what you want to see, no picks, 95 uh, rating. Okay, um, so he did really, really well in this showing. You know, he, he did good rushing-wise. They still have some issues there. They have challenges in the running game for sure. They don't have a one-go-to guy in a rushing attack. Plus, this is a Carolina Panthers defense that is really good, really good up front. So, ultimately, I'm not overly concerned about them having a bad rushing attack. They were down most of the game. They needed to pass the ball. They couldn't really give, you know, 30 carries to Mark Ingram like they need to to get him up to, like, 50 yards or so. But, ultimately, uh, it would be good for them to get a different back in there. Um... And I think this year they know, hey, we're not we're not really trying to compete this year. You know, we're not going to go out there and make some moves or sign somebody big and spend any money. So for that reason, I think that we're going to see, you know, them kind of sit with the running backs they have. And who knows, maybe Philip Lindsay or somebody gets it going. Philip Lindsay's on a little bit of the younger side as opposed to some of these other backs, and I'd like to see him get going a bit. Receiving-wise, like I said, Brandon Cooks was the guy. 11 targets on the day, 9 receptions, 112 yards on the day. Like, just great. Brandon Cooks played amazing, and Carolina knew, like, this is the guy. I mean, seriously, even after the first half, when they know, okay, the only guy he's throwing to is Brandon Cooks, they still could not stop Brandon Cooks. He still got open. He still made plays, right? And so that's the thing with Brandon Cooks, guys. He's so underrated. Um, into the season, we have a lot of shares of him in our fantasy drafts. Uh, this is a guy that is going to be the guy moving forward for the Houston Texans uh, the rest of this season, and rightfully so. He is playing very, very well. So, um, you know, Jordan Atkins, Jordan Atkins, and uh, Anthony Miller both had four catches, uh, 32 and 20 yards on the day for them. Anthony Miller actually did catch the touchdown uh, grab, so that saved him from a fantasy standpoint. If you had him there. Um, but, you know, there, there was a few fumbles. You know, Davis Mills fumbled the ball one time. He recovered it. Um, Andre Roberts fumbled the ball, recovered it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there were a few fumbles on the Houston Texans end. But ultimately, I think they played a solid game. They just went up against a team that's just, just better than them. And that, that's what it is. So the Houston Texans could be a sneaky team to get, you know, six, maybe seven wins on the season, depending on their schedule. Um you know, because they're going to play the Jaguars a couple times, and you know they'll, they'll, they can beat up on them and get another win there. So, you know, th this is a team I think could end up kind of being sneaky a little bit there, six, seven wins, maybe depending on how things fall, they could do a little bit better. But Davis Mills to me looked good. He didn't lose them this game. He didn't win them this game, obviously. But you can't expect that out of rookie quarterbacks. You know, people want to come and assume and expect that. But here's the thing: Patrick Mahomes didn't go and win games in his rookie year. He didn't play his whole rookie year, okay? Like, that's the thing people have to understand. You can't expect these rookie quarterbacks to come in and just automatically be Peyton Manning overnight. It doesn't happen. Going through a little bit of Carolina, because I know we, we jumped over to Houston there real quick. <clears throat> Sam Darnold played amazing. 23 for 34. 304 yards on the day. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but he played very well. This was 
one of the better games I've ever seen from Sam Darnold. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He knew where to go. If the if the line never bro- broke down, he was making good, solid decisions with the ball. Okay, so I think he he's comfortable in this offense. I think they've set him up to succeed, and it to me it looks simple for him, and that's what you want to see out of a guy who had so much potential coming out of college. Chuba Hubbard, 11 carries on the day, led the team. Uh, 52 yards. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had seven carries for 31 yards before he went out. Um, Royce Freeman, five rushes for 17 yards. Didn't look all that good in the times that he got. Um, Sam Darnold had 11 rushes for 11, or eight rushes for 11 yards. So that's pretty much it for the rushing um, receiving wise. DJ Moore was the guy. He balled out tonight. Eight catches on 12 targets for 126 yards. Uh, amazing night. Terrence Marshall was second on the team. Four catches, 48 yards. Uh, Tommy Tremble, a, another young, young guy out there on the team coming in, made one catch for 30 yards, but this guy, he also had one little uh, sweeping rush there uh, for seven yards as well, and he got the touchdown on that. Uh, this is a guy to kind of watch. I think when I watched this game, he got open a few more times than he was thrown to just because there was other guys open downfield. But he's a guy that I think Sam Darnold's going to start looking for a bit more uh, as the season goes on. Chuba had three catches, 27 yards on five targets. That's good to see. I think those targets will get up a little bit as the games go on because I think he's a reliable guy with, with some good hands out there in the passing game. That's pretty much it. You know, disappointing day for Robbie Anderson. Two targets, one catch for eight yards. That's a disappointing day if you have him. Uh, there was two fumbles by Sam Darnold, and that was definitely upsetting to see that he fumbled the ball twice. And I think he was just getting a little pass happy out there. You know, I think he got a little bit reluctant at times. So, you know, whatever. It happens. I get it. Move on. But that is something to definitely pay attention to as things progress and move forward with him. So anyway, yeah, Carolina Panthers take that win 24-9. Okay, now we'll jump into this. We won't take too much time on every single game because there's a lot to talk about for Sunday. But first up, Arizona versus Jacksonville. Guys, what is there to say about this? Arizona's going to win this game easily. Uh, Jacksonville has a horrible coach uh, that doesn't understand how to do anything in the NFL. So they're going to get demolished. Arizona's defense is amazing. Kyler Murray's playing awesome. Uh, Look for Chase Edmonds and... um, DeAndre Hawkins to have really good days. Uh, Rondo Moore probably have a really breakout day as well again. So Baltimore and Detroit. Man, Baltimore is going to run away with this. No pun intended. They will run the ball all over the Detroit Lions. Um, but the Detroit Lions, look for them to put up some some points. Okay, I, I expect them to get over 10, maybe even 15 points in this game. Uh, look for them to put up a decent amount of points. You know, I don't think it's going to be like Baltimore is going to shut them out. So that that's a game to... Just remember that is Detroit will put up some points on Baltimore, but Baltimore will ultimately win this game. Uh, just too heavy of a rushing attack that they won't be able to stop. Washington and Buffalo. Okay, this is going to be a really good game, guys. This will be a very good game. Washington has a really good defense that hasn't stepped up enough yet. Mainly up front, they've still played well. It's their cornerbacks, their their defensive back play, their safeties that have made some misreads and things like that. They haven't covered up close enough on guys, and they let some guys kind of tear them up. I do think the matchup with Stephon Diggs is actually in their favor, so I don't look for Stephon Diggs to have like you know a 200-yard catching or receiving day or anything like that. Um, you know, maybe he gets to 100, but I don't see him getting to 150 or anything there. Uh, I do think this will be a really good game. 
because Buffalo cannot run the ball very much anyway, and that defensive front for Washington is going to stout them from that standpoint. So if they can get to Josh Allen, if they can rattle him a bit, he is prone every now and then to throwing picks in games, and I think this could happen for him, okay? So look for this game to be really close, really tight game. Um, I don't think either team's going to go over like 25 points scoring on the day uh, a piece. So I think, you know, look for this to be uh, 15 to 20 points for both teams kind of day. You know, uh, a field goal, a couple touchdowns for each, something like that. Chicago and Cleveland. Guys, this is a huge game because Justin Fields is getting his first start of his NFL career. And for Chicago fans, I'm just going to tell you right now, okay, and this is this is just something that I'm not sitting here trying to predict the future. I'm not sitting here telling you what Justin Fields is going to do or how he's going to play. I'm not trying to make any predictions. But what I am going to tell you, and this goes for not just this, but anything in the future, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for, okay? Because Andy Dalton is not going to be in this game. He is out with an injury. First off, it's very rude of you to go in and boo him the way you did. And Justin Fields being very classy, I loved what he did in the preseason, telling the fans to shut up and stop booing Andy Dalton. They need to cheer for whoever is out there representing their team. I loved that from Justin Fields. Loved it tremendously. This is a young man who is poised and understands how to be a professional in every way. And we respect that here on the podcast. However, what happened? Karma has bit them in the butt. Because if you're a Chicago fan, you should feel like crap. You should feel like dirt right now. Because you were rooting for this guy to not be your starter. You were rooting for Andy Dalton to get benched. Let I mean, put it out there. Say what it is. And what happened? He goes and gets hurt. He goes and gets injured. Okay? And I guarantee all the Chicago... I mean, they were. They were super ecstatic. They were ecstatic that Andy Dalton was hurt. That is ridiculous from a fan base. So, one, it's it's it, you jinxed him. You rooted for this. You wanted this to happen, and now it happened because he got injured. So, one, I don't want to hear you rejoicing. I don't want to hear you super excited that Andy Dalton's hurt. Okay. Yes, you can be excited for Justin Fields. You can be excited for the hype that comes with Justin Fields, but be careful what you wish for because right now you don't have a backup. You don't have a good backup. I mean, yes, you yes you do have a backup, okay. However, Andy Dalton, and I, I think most people are starting to understand this, Andy Dalton was giving them the best chance to consistently win games, okay? And what I mean by that is he would go out there and play consistent. Yes, you have Nick Foles as a backup now, but I do not want Nick Foles out there throwing passes for me. You saw what happened. Mitch Trubisky won that battle last year. Okay? So, all I'm saying is you got Justin Fields out there. God forbid he gets hurt because now you're left with scraps. You got, you're left with the ghost of Nick Foles out there throwing passes. And this team is not built to win right now. They're not. You need a better offensive line. You need it. Big time. Okay? This defense can only do so much. And yes, they can step up and yes, they can win you games. But Justin Fields, be careful. Because what happened to Sam Darnold out in the out in New York with the Jets? He was pummeled 
every single game. He probably feared for his life going into every single game. Justin Fields could have that happen to him because this line is atrocious, okay? So in this game, you can root for the future of Justin Fields. You can root for him to do well, absolutely. But you better root that they give David Montgomery the ball 30 to 40 times in this game. That they try to run the ball down Cleveland's throat. That they try to keep the hand, keep the ball out of the hands of Justin Fields as much as possible. Because if they don't, this Cleveland defense will get after it. And he could get jacked up and wreck his mental, his mental stamina. Okay? You need to be careful what you ask for. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm just saying this is a possibility. And he was getting good quality reps in, in some games there. He was getting mixed in a bit. He was learning from Andy Dalton. He's a good professional. He didn't sit there and come in with a cocky head and say, I need to start. I'm the guy. I'm better than this guy. He didn't do that. He said, we're going to start whoever gives us the best chance to win. I'm going to do my part in whatever way they want me to do. He did everything he needed to do as a professional. I want to see him do well. I want to see him succeed. I think he will do okay in this game if they keep the ball out of his hands a little bit more than most fans are going to want. But if you don't, if you don't treat him like Jameis Winston being treated in New Orleans right now, where New Orleans needs to keep the ball out of Jameis Winston's hands to win the games, I worry that he could get jacked up. Okay? I worry he could get jacked up. And that's the thing I am and worried about and nervous about. On the other side of the ball, we have Baker Mayfield and the ghost of that wide receiving core that they were supposed to come in this this season with. Guys, man, they are they are hurting with injuries right now from a wide receiving standpoint. Um, you know, Landry's not in this game. Beckham, who knows if he's going to play or not. I mean, they're definitely struggling from a receiving standpoint. Now they do have a great receiving back in Kareem Hunt that they can play and kind of help balance those things out. Um, so this does bode well a bit for Chicago because I think that line can can definitely stop the run a little bit better than some of the people Cleveland have faced. But look for this to be a, a fairly close game. I think it's going to be fairly low scoring as well. Um, you know, both teams out some key players, and we'll see how things go. And I do look for Justin Fields to play well. Don't get me wrong. I look for him to play well. I look for him to have a successful day. But this, to me, is not the way you want your your quarterback being pushed out there to, to play. Okay? Um, I, I, don't, I don't like this scenario for him. And when Andy comes back healthy... I do applaud the decision if they keep him as starter because I think that's the best thing for the season because Andy Andy knows how to get hit and take hits and he knows how to not get rattled with it and I don't think you want to risk that with Jay, with Justin Fields, okay? That that's just that's just my thought on it is this team is not built to win right now. It's not built to protect the quarterback the best possible way. So just be a little careful with this. Cincinnati against Pittsburgh. All right, guys, man. Cincinnati coming off three picks from Joe Burrow in three plays. Uh, atrocious showing last week. Pittsburgh coming off a bad showing as well and that we predicted against Vegas. 
Guys, this game is going to be a battle of the bads, okay? It's a bad offensive line for Cincinnati up against a bad quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Ben Roethlisberger is apparently dealing with some things. He may not be playing in this game due to due to injury purposes. You know, he's dealing with a couple, a couple of uh, injuries there. He's a bit banged up. I think he's going to end up playing in this game. Um, but, I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't, if I'm a Steelers fan, I wouldn't feel bad if another quarterback's in there playing because Ben just doesn't have it, guys. He doesn't have it. He can't throw the ball deep. He can't push that ball anymore. I'm telling you, this is why we predicted them to beat the Raiders last week or to lose to the Raiders last week, and they did because of that. So if Ben Ben sits, don't be surprised if this offense doesn't, like, do really well in that in that scenario um but yeah they're stacking the box Najee Harris has nowhere to run because you know they're stacking the box they know they they don't have a huge downfield threat it's not looking good it's not looking good Big Ben is more hurting this offense than it is helping it right now and I get it he's a good serviceable quarterback still but at the same time you got to be able to provide a threat if you want to be a contender and right now I don't think they are I think Cincinnati will squeak out the win of this game just because I think they have better offensive firepower. And I don't know about the whole TJ Watt situation, things like that. I do think the defense is a little quirky this week going into it. So I think Cincinnati will squeak this out. That's just my thoughts on that one a little bit. Okay, next up is the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, to me, I wish this was going to be like the game of the week. I was excited about this when I looked at the schedule to start the season. However, the challenges I have with this game is that Kansas City, yes, they, they've, they've dropped a game already this season, okay? Kansas City is going to be pissed off that they lost that game, okay? One... I would bench Clyde Edwards-Alaire if I was them and not let him touch the ball at all this game. I need, I would need to teach that young man a lesson because he's not showed up. He's not done what a first-round pick at running back should do in his NFL career. He is not showing up. Bench him. Get him pissed off. See if you can get him motivated because the guy doesn't look motivated out there. I don't think he looks motivated. I, I don't think he does. I think he looks like he's going through the motions. Like, switch something up there because I, I don't have confidence in him. To be your starting running back okay so i would worry about that from a passing standpoint though they're going to be pissed they're going to pass the ball all over the place i think patrick mahomes is going to go out there and try and make a statement of hey we lost last week but we are we are still the team to beat um the chargers i love their pieces i love their components i really do i like how herbert is now getting mike williams involved but I don't think Herbert has quite figured out how to maximize his potential with Austin Eckler. If he can do that in this game, if Austin Eckler can go for 75 rushing yards, 50 passing yards, Chargers win this game. Very, very close. Very close they win this game, but they could win this game. Ultimately, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as everybody would expect. That's the one thing. I don't think it's going to be the game of the week because it's not going to be as high scoring as we would expect. But this will be a good game. It should be close. New Orleans up against New England. All right, guys, this is awesome. I love this game. I really do because I think we're going to see a poorest Jameis Winston out there again. I think Bill Belichick is going to beat up on Jameis Winston. Um, he is going to 
make him inefficient because that's what Bill Belichick does. He he thrives on you know quarterbacks who are inconsistent, and he thrives on their weaknesses. And Jameis Winston definitely has weaknesses. So um, I expect New England to win this game. Not like a blowout or anything like that, but I do expect them to win the game. Uh, you know, maybe maybe four to seven points, something like that. Um, a four to seven point victory. But I do not believe that New Orleans will win. I just don't believe in the consistency of Jameis Winston. I don't believe it will ever be there. And, um, yeah, I look for him to have a really down day again. If Alvin Kamara can rush the ball for over 100 yards, they might have a chance to win this game. But that's what they have to do. And you know New England's going to stack that box. So, Atlanta up against New York Giants. The man, the Giants are going to win this game. These are both 0-2 teams going into this. So, kudos for the Giants who are going to get their first win of the season um, against the worst defense in the league in the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Daniel Jones, look for him to have a really big day. Look for Daniel Jones to have a really big day up against this team. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. This is a game that's perfect to give Saquon Barkley a few reps not give him a ton because you're going to be passing the ball over the place up against this horrible pass defense in the Falcons. So that's something to be excited for. Giants roll with this one. Um, maybe a 10-point win. Um, but, yeah, look for Atlanta. Still put points on the board. But I don't think they're going to score, you know, more than 14. You know, if they get a couple touchdowns, I think that's going to be it. Indianapolis up against Tennessee. Okay, you got the 0 and 2 against 1 and 1. Man, um, last week Derrick Henry looked like a man on a mission. He was possessed and he was saying, "I am back. Don't count me out." Expect him to do that again against the Colts. They're a bit washy with what's going on with their quarterback situation. I look for the Colts to drop this game and go 0 and 3, which is really sad. We wanted to see them do so well. They might bounce back once they get quarterback efficiency like back where it is and all these injuries done. But look for Tennessee to take this one. Miami up against Vegas, the Raiders up against Miami. Uh, look for the look for Vegas to win this game. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to do really well at quarterback. I think the team's actually going to play better than what they have been because I don't believe in Tua Tagovailoa. I do believe in Jacoby Brissett more than Tua Tagovailoa as a pure quarterback standpoint. Um, so look for them to do well. But Vegas is rolling right now. They've got some great chemistry, and I think they'll end up winning this game. Look for it to be a fairly middle-scoring game, you know, 15 to 20 points for each team. Uh, but I do think Vegas ends up taking it. The Jets up against Denver. Okay, there's not much to say here. Denver's going to win this game. They have amazing defense, amazing running game, and their quarterback is playing solid, consistent football. What are you going to say? The Jets don't have any of that. So, um... Look for Zach Wilson to play a little bit more contained this week, but I don't think they're going to have enough firepower to keep up with Denver. Next is Tampa Bay up against the Rams. And, all right, this is going to be the game of the week, but it's going to be a defensive matchup. Um, I think the Rams are going to end up winning this game by a short margin. Only because I do think that Tom Brady is showing some age. I really think he is. Look for that to be shown in this game. I don't think he's going to throw the ball as deep. I don't think he's going to get a ton of deep throws out there. And look for Aaron Donald to be all up in his face all game. So, yeah, I think the Rams end up squeaking out this game because I do think they will play to the level of their opponents at times. That's kind of how Matthew Stafford's done things before. So let's let's see if that happens. I think it's going to be the Rams in a close one. 
Seattle against Minnesota. This could be a barn burner, guys. This could be offensive scoring left and right. Both of these teams have had um, you know big scores put up against them throughout the season, and I do think that I do think that Minnesota will get their first win of the season. I, I mean, they're just too good of a team to go zero and three. I do think Seattle might drop will will drop this game, but not because they don't play well. I think both teams are going to play well offensively. But Minnesota is due to you know get a win. They played well offensively throughout the year, and they just had some tough breaks when it comes to the fourth quarter and going into overtime and stuff. So look for them to get this game uh, in a high-scoring affair. Last game of the night, Sunday night football, Green Bay versus San Francisco. Um, excited for this game. We, we are we are pretty excited for this game for sure. Um, Green Bay, I think, is going to – man, this one's tough. This one's tough, but I do think Green Bay is going to end up winning this game. I, I think that Aaron Rodgers, if there's someone that can figure out that San Francisco defense and make some plays up against it, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. So I, I do think this will go well. Um, look for A.J. Dillon to get a little bit more involved in this game, too, to change some things up in the backfield. I think that'll be a nice change-up to help them succeed on offense. And Devontae Adams is due for a touchdown. So look for Devontae Adams to get a touchdown in this game. San Francisco, I think, is a great team. Great team, but if Green Bay outscores them, they have no answer. They're not going to put up tons of points offensively. They're a great defensive juggernaut, and they're a consistent football team. That's what you want. They're a great team poised uh, to have a really great season, uh, but I do think they dropped this game. So, yeah, that's it. That's it for our Sunday preview. Um, you know, we will talk real quick here about one other thing, and that is um tom brady's trainer come out came out and said that bill belichick never evolved with tom brady as tom brady aged uh and that's why we're seeing tom brady look so much better and dynamic and stuff like that in the games can we shut up guys can we seriously shut up it is it is it just horrible if we go three days without some type of tom brady news is that what the issue is here like Tom Brady has all these people in his wheelhouse, and he just, you know, I, I think he just texts them up and says, "Hey, I want an ESPN article today. Can you say something about me?" And and then all of a sudden it becomes big news. Guys, we're sitting here and we're criticizing Bill Belichick for having one of the most historic football dynasties in history of football. I think we can shut up. No one has the right to justify criticizing Bill Belichick with all the success he's had. Like, that, this is absolutely stupid. So, I don't know why this is news. I don't know why this is a big deal. Tom Brady needs to have all his people shut the hell up because he has one of the most, Bill Belichick has been a part of and still is a part of one of the most historic football franchise dynasty eras in the history of the NFL. So, I don't think we have the right to be criticizing someone who has been at the helm through that entire era, Okay. It's just absolutely ridiculous to me. So anyway, with that being said, uh, we will wrap up today's episode. Very exciting week of Sunday games upcoming. And uh, we will preview Monday night football on the Monday podcast. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, best wishes for Christian McCaffrey. Hope he recovers, gets back uh, as quickly as possible, and doesn't have any re-injuries, things like that. I know that's a worry with the hamstrings. Uh, but... Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again. Really appreciate it. Please feel free to like, share, subscribe. Our email, Facebook, is below. Uh, reach out. Let us know things that we can do to make the channel uh, more entertaining as well. And uh, let your friends know about it. Really appreciate it. 
Thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you again on Monday, um, unless we have, you know, maybe a bonus episode or something like that this weekend, depending on news. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.